I want to talk about whatever issues you think need to be addressed. And if you want your voice to be heard, please feel free to reach out to me via those accounts and request an opportunity to be heard here on this platform. Share, follow, add, whatever you need to do to show support, not only to me, but for the cause. And one more update. I'll also be changing my image for this podcast, hopefully next week, so that it can be an image of my face, so that it can feel a bit more personal and you can put a face to the voice. And once again, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please email or DM me via those accounts. And I repeat, the email is blackgirlspeakspodcast at gmail.com and the Instagram is blackgirlspeaks.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Now, last podcast, I mentioned talking about the way I grew up and the racism I experienced. I want to start off by saying I had a relatively great childhood. I was in a blended family and lived in South Jersey. And for those of you who do not know what a blended family is, basically my mom had me, my stepdad had my stepbrother, they got married, and we became a family. I had great parents who were nothing but amazing, hardworking, intelligent people. When I say parents in this moment, I'm referring to my mother and my stepfather. I wanted to highlight that because I'll probably address my relationship with my father and tap into the history of African-American fathers being absent in their children's lives in another episode. So yes, I had a pretty good life. The problems arose when it became apparent that I was the only black student in my class. As a child, skin color doesn't even matter, but once I hit third grade and experienced racism, that's when I realized I was different. I had two best friends, both Caucasian, and it never crossed my mind that I was different. I remember a new boy coming to my class in third grade, and I thought to myself that he was cute. Once again, I'm just a little kid, so school crushes are normal. I remember always telling my friends I thought he was cute, but making them swear never to tell him. But one day, one of my friends told one of their friends that I liked the new kid. The person that was told just so happened to live nearby the new kid and felt the need to tell him. The next day at school, she came over to me and told me the new kid said he didn't like me because I'm black. Now, I keep reiterating the fact that I'm in the third grade hearing for the first time someone tell me I'm black. I never saw my skin tone as different until that moment. I wish I remember how I felt when I heard that. I'm going to assume I was upset and I kind of remember crying and maybe calling my mom from the counselor's office. I'm not sure, but I do know that a counselor got involved and she sat us down and I remember him apologizing, but I do not remember the explanation. No punishment was given to this individual. It was kind of swept under the rug, in my opinion. I don't remember the school taking it as serious as it should have been. The following year, I'm in the fourth grade with the same boy in my class. We're standing in line, and I maybe had said something to him that he didn't agree with, but all I remember is him spitting directly in my face. Now this is the same boy from last year that didn't like me because I was black. Now I ask you listeners, would you even put the two of us in the same class again together? Anyway, I remember telling, and I don't remember anything major happening because if something did happen, I would remember. Now the same year, sometime later, the same boy came to school and explained 
that he had seen my house and had something negative to say because of the outside of it. I remember people laughing with him as he described my house. So let me describe it to you. I lived in a nice neighborhood, but it was a brick house with a garage and a few bushes on the left side and a space in the front of the house for gardening. It was an older house and needed a lot of work done so I could see how the outside would make the whole house appear to be messy or not nice inside. However, my mother made sure that the house was beautiful inside. So regardless of the outside appearance, the inside was nice. Anyway, I remember coming home and telling my mother and she gave me the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover. That phrase stayed with me even to this point. I never had any other issues with that boy, but I did have other issues at that school. Another story is there were two teachers that loved me and I could tell they always spoke highly of me. They always admired the different hairstyles I had in my head. One day, while admiring my hair, the teacher came over and touched it to examine if it was real or not. Now, if I was one of the other little girls in my class, would the teacher have done the same thing? Mind you, there were many little girls with different hairstyles and she chose to put her hands through my head. I felt embarrassed and uncomfortable because although I liked the teacher, I didn't understand why she was singling me out. My mother was furious and called the school the next day. The teacher apologized, but once again, nothing was done. Another story at the same school is that I was a safety patrol and my post was right in front of the playground. My little brother also attended the same school as me. I had to come to school early and stay late. Because of that, my mother decided she didn't want to make multiple trips to the school, so she decided that my brother could stay later with me and play on the playground. I don't remember how late I had to stay, but I don't believe it was that long, just long enough to ensure that all the students were out of the school and out of the parking lot. So one day, my brother is playing on the playground and his teacher noticed him. She called him to her window and asked him why he was still at school. He explained to her and she told him to come and get me. He comes and he tells me what happens and so I walk over and she asks me the same question. I explain again that I am a safety patrol and it made more sense for us to both stay rather than my mother making two trips. She told me my mother was stupid for thinking it was okay to allow my brother to stay on the playground without her. Now, I understand why it may not have been the best idea because he could have gotten hurt but the fact that she was bold enough to call my mother stupid shocked me. Because it was so long ago, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember defending my mother. I went home and told my mother exactly what happened, and she called the school the next day. The school called me and the teacher down to the principal's office. The teacher pinned everything on me, stating I was disrespectful. The principal never even addressed the fact that she called my mother stupid and made me apologize to the teacher. I remember leaving the office feeling worthless, I knew I didn't do anything wrong, but yet it was painted in that way. I went into the bathroom and cried for a long time. I'm sure there were other incidents that I didn't really pick up on, but the point of those stories is to explain first to African American people that they need to pay attention and be aware and active in their children's schooling. It's not every school and it's not every teacher, but there are a few that will cross the line and if the parents of that child are not present, they're going to think it's okay, and ultimately, that will make the child feel like I felt in that moment, which is worthless. Call the schools. Call the teachers, check on them, and make sure they know that you are involved in your child's education. 
There are too many African-American people who go through mistreatment because of their skin at school, and because of that, they no longer want to go to school. That causes them to drop out, and then they can't get a job, and we all know, especially in harsher areas, what that could cause. That's not always the case, of course, but it's the case too often where a child feels uncomfortable at school. And to the Caucasian people, think of it this way. Would you like it if it was done to you? Switch places with the other person. Would you like it if I said I didn't like you because you were white? Or if you went to an all-black school and I singled you out? It's just highly inappropriate. And the fact that these things were being done and no repercussions were being taken, looking back, it's beyond me. I'm not sure why my mother didn't push harder. I mean, maybe she did. I'm not sure. But what I am sure of is that these situations stick with people for the rest of their lives. And I just thought of another thing. In middle school, I always wore weave. Nobody knew what a weave was, so I told them about it. They were so curious about how I could change my hair so often, so me not thinking anything of it, I explained. Over the course of the four years I was at school, I was constantly mocked because of my hair. Is that a weave? I need my weave did. It was said in a way as if they were trying to sound African American. It was always something. Nice weave. Armani got a new weave. Look at my weave. It just became too much. African Americans have to always be on edge because of things like that. We think it's an innocent question not knowing we're going to be mocked for it. I felt like I was always the joke. I always laughed it off, but now that I'm older, I realized it bothered me. It bothered me so much that I was different that I began hating myself. I literally hated everything about myself. I hid it well from others, but finally, I remembered asking my mom if I could wear makeup. I wanted to do anything to enhance my look. Of course, my mother was against it, but when I broke down and told her I was ugly and I hated myself, although she encouraged me and told me I was beautiful, she still allowed me to wear makeup in high school. I wore makeup everywhere, to Walmart, to school, to the pool, everywhere. I let it consume me. I never wanted anyone to see me without it. Even if I got on FaceTime with my friends, I wore makeup. I would run and throw some on before I talked to anyone. I wanted to be viewed as beautiful, but to other people, not to family. I would dread the idea of having to not wear makeup. People used to say a lot of things about the fact that I wore makeup. Even my own family members used to think that all I cared about was wearing makeup and buying more makeup. It's sad when your own family only views you as the girl who loves to wear makeup. I even had little cousins asking me if I'm wearing makeup and why. It just became something that overwhelmed my life, all because I hated my skin. After going to an HBCU and seeing how truly beautiful African American people are naturally, I changed my whole mindset. I barely wear makeup now and my hair is natural, which is, like I said, different for me because I always wear weave. I encourage all people, despite the challenges with communication at HBCUs, every African American person should attend an HBCU. It will change your life forever. I'll always be thankful to Morgan State University for changing my life. I truly love myself now. To wrap this all together, my overall message is a few things. African-American parents, watch out for our children. They are poisoning our children's brains even at school at such an early age. Encourage your children to love themselves unconditionally. And to love the skin that they're in. Teach them their history so that they know how truly amazing it is to be African-American. I mean, we're magical. Nobody can do what we can do. 
and to my Caucasian listeners that want to know what they can do to prevent their children from causing another child like me pain, teach them our history also. Explain to them that we're all truly equal. One skin tone is no better than the other. African American kings and queens, keep your head up and continue to fight for equality. Next week, I'll be looking forward to getting topic requests. But if not, I'll continue this theme of skin tone and highlight colorism and the history behind it. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Armani World, and this is Black Girl Speaks, signing out. This is why Black Girls Talk. This is why Black Girls Speak. This is why I discuss everything about us today. Black Girls Speak. This is why Black Girls Talk. This is why Black Girls Speak. This is why I discuss everything about us today.
This is why 
girls wear black girls' clothes.